you tune in to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. Teddy Slamman with you here. Happy 4th of July to everybody out there. What a great weekend, long weekend for the 4th of July celebration. <clears throat> Hope you got out there and played a little golf. It's been hot, but nonetheless dry, so uh, we appreciate that. And like I was telling my wife the other day, it can get as hot as it wants just so long we don't have a hurricane. I'm, I'm good with that. No hurricane. Let it stay hot. So let's thank our sponsors before we start talking about a little golf. What a glorious weekend for golfers. Of course, in the uh, next segment, talking about national news, there's a lot that happened this weekend that is exciting in the in the golf realm. And then, of course, I was gone last Monday, so uh, in the junior section, I'll be talking a little bit about my grandson and my adventures with him. But let's thank our sponsors. For sure, we want to thank Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette, Mr. Lee Tatford. We thank him for sponsoring Chip Shots and all the other sporting events he does here on Kane Radio. We appreciate that. And, uh, of course, high school football's on the horizon, and uh, he'll be a, a title sponsor of that as well. Golfballs.com, located on Arnold Boulevard right there in Lafayette. Their main thrust, of course, is logoed golf balls all over the world. They get orders from everywhere. If you want to shop in their little merchandise room there, showroom, check them out, golfballs.com. They have everything you want in the realm of golf. And you can even hit some of their new demonstrators into their simulator and try out the newest and latest equipment. Golfballs.com, Arnold Boulevard, Lafayette. Of course, we want to thank our local golf clubs, Cane Row, Eagle Ridge, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and Atchafalaya. As I always say, without them, we'd have no local news. Let's begin with uh, Bellevue. The Lydia Kansas Society had a fundraising tournament there, and they raised a whopping $6,000 for that association. The winner of that tournament was Sammy Williams, Eddie Matthews, and Jules Abad, 13 under par. And then their most popular event for their members is their monthly dog fight. The winner of that was Brandon Burdett, plus four on his points. Finishing second was Chase Arsenal, plus two. And then third, J.D. Mayfield, plus one. That's the dogfight at Bellevue. Coming up at Bellevue is going to be that 13th annual Bellevue blowout. That's going to be Saturday, July 22nd. And then down at Atchafalaya, the last event on the schedule of events I have here in front of me was their Red, White, and Blue Tournament. And that was played uh, this past Sunday, July the 2nd, celebrating the July 4th uh, holiday. Don't have the results for that. Hopefully uh, they'll get that to me over the Internet in the next week or so. And then uh, also at Atchafalaya, they're still promoting their uh, Thursday scrambles, Twilight Scrambles, nine holes, 5.30 shotgun start. The entry, entry fee includes the golf, prize money, and a hamburger dinner after play. Pass holders is $25. For the public, it's $40. To enter, call their pro shop, 985-395-4653. That 4653 is golf, appropriately so. Then old guy at Eagle Ridge, they're still loading them up. Heading them up and moving them out on the golf course with their unlimited golf for three years. That promotion has worked well for Gary Kidd and the folks out, out at Eagle Ridge. It's, uh, it's only $177 for three years. You pay that up front, of course, and uh, you get unlimited golf. All you have to pay for is your cart and, of course, your range balls and food and beverage. But uh, what a deal. If you're just a casual golfer, that's an awesome deal. If you're just thinking about playing golf, that's an awesome deal. Go out there and see Gary Kidd and sign up for that promotion. I'm sure it's still in progress. Hole-in-ones were in bunches at uh, Eagle Ridge recently. Dr. Randy O'Brien made a hole-in-one on uh, the 17th hole, as did Corey Landry. And uh, they are members. They are members of the hole-in-one pool for the members out at Eagle Ridge. You pay $5 a month. And there's about 50 members in that pool. So they each won about $2,000. 
and this was uh, last month in the, in the ensuing month. And uh, so they depleted the hole in one pool, $2,000 each uh, depleted it. And of course, they had a big old bar bill with that, right? But then coming along right after him was uh, that star player out of Eagle Ridge, Garrett Terrio. He made a hole in one on number four with a nine iron. And uh, poor guy, he only won $745. <laughs> I'm sure his bar bill was just as high, though. But uh, that, that hole-in-one pool's building up again, so if you plan on making a hole-in-one at Eagle Ridge, don't do it anytime soon. Eagle Ridge also had the latest edition of the Acadiana Pro-Am. An unbelievable 137 players teed it up. We get more and more players each month with the uh, our director, Doug Beard incorporating the uh, fact that you can play more than one day a week, which is usually the first Thursday of the month. But he's uh, incorporated. You can play sometimes on Tuesday, sometimes on Wednesday. And uh, I think this month you can play Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. So, uh, And all you do is tell them you're in the Pro-Am. They charge you $35, and uh, it makes for a great tournament because the prize money is real high and a lot of players win. So back to last month at Eagle Ridge, first place with a plus eight was a team of Dan Dache, Nolan Granger, Frank Hunter, and Dexter Dartez. They won $150 for their effort, and that's redeemable at golfballs.com. Finishing in second place, Ryan Landry, Jason Smith, Dale Menard, and Bobby Broussard. Plus seven, only one shot out, they won $110. Then third place, Randy McDaniels, Dylan Landry, Charlie Albert, and Hughes Desimo, plus six, winning $60. On the individual side, we give out prizes for individual players as well, the low players in each category. Low A player, Brandon Burdett, minus two. That's the first time I've ever seen a negative player win the individual honors. Unbelievable. Uh, $30 each individual player win, and once again, that's redeemable at golfballs.com. Second place went to Jason Smith. He was plus nine. C player David Dugans, plus nine also. And D player Norman LeBlanc, plus 12. The C and D player Dugans and LeBlanc were on the same team. Unbelievable. They didn't uh, draw any better players. They finished fourth, however, though. So that's pretty cool there. Had several new players this, this month in the Pro-Am, so means our, our Pro-Am Association is growing. Of course, we're in a new month, July. This was June. The July edition is going to be played at Sugar Oaks. And, of course, because tomorrow is the 4th of July, Tuesday, we won't play this week there. It'll be next week, Tuesday 11th, Wednesday the 12th, and Thursday the 13th. I believe they're going to allow you to play any one of those days. Then down at Sugar Oaks, since we're talking about Sugar Oaks with their upcoming Acadiana Pro-Am, they also have specials. They will open today in honor of the 4th of July, and they open up early, and uh, they will be open up early again tomorrow on the 4th of July, expecting uh, a nice crowd for those who aren't uh, otherwise celebrating the 4th of July. And so their weekly specials, I'm not sure that this will apply since it's a holiday, but Nine or 18 holes on Monday or Tuesday is $22. Their Wednesday all-day special is pretty cool. That's the day they have their Twilight Scramble. You can play as many holes as you want and play in the Twilight Scramble, $31. Of course, the entry fee for the Twilight is a little extra. More hole-in-ones also at Sugar Oaks. They're all over the place. Ron Finley made a hole-in-one on number 17 with an 8-iron uh, head Several witnesses, and then I think this is cool. The month before, Willie Lewis made a hole-in-one uh, on Tuesday, April 18th, and one of his witnesses was uh, Robert Harvison, along with a couple of other guys. And uh, don't you know, the next month, Robert makes a hole-in-one, and who's his witness? You guessed it, Willie Lewis. Pretty cool. He did it on Saturday, May 13th. Entering our uh, studios here is my colleague, Ralph Boxcar Bajeron. I'll get with him in a minute. He's uh, moseying on over to his mic. So f finishing up at Trigger Oaks, that Twilight Scramble on June 21st, the winners of that was Kevin Ladford, Ronnie Finley, and Keith Domain, minus six. 
On Sunday, June the 25th, was a shootout. The winners of that was Dylan Mesh and Kevin Letford. And since I was gone last week, I'll give you the, the winners of last week's uh, events. On Wednesday, June 28th, at Twilight Scramble, Johnny Bork and Ronnie Finley, minus seven. Then Friday, June 30th, at Shamble, Robert Burton and Glenn Dupuy won the front with 13 points. On the back, Ron Finley and Robert Burton, 16 points. And, of course, Robert Burton, since he drew both teams, was a winner of the overall. Skins, Robert Burton, Ron Finley, Roger Pisani, Paul Olivier all win in two. Glenn Dupuy and Eric Lachelet win in one. Then on Sunday, July the 2nd, this past Sunday, their shootout. Ron Finley and Glenn Dupuy won the front. Robert Burton and Eric Lachelet won the back. Skins, Robert Burton, Paul Olivier, Eric Lachelet, Roger Pisani, Ron Finley, and Glenn Dupuy all win in two. So they win cash for that. Makes for a nice, happy day. Then the Gator Golf Club, uh, which stems out of Sugar Oaks, their last event was played at the island on May 20th. They were supposed to play at Tamaka Trails on the 25th, which was last Sunday, and I'm not sure. I haven't gotten any results from Boyd, but Boyd Booty gives me these results, and I appreciate his effort there. So maybe they uh, had a mishap, or we'll see. So winning the first flight was Boyd Booty, plus four. Look at this. Winning the second flight, Coy Booty, plus three. And the Booties uh, cashed in and all of it. They won the birdie pool Board one one and Coy two. So like I said, next time they'll play Tamaka Trails. You up? Yeah. Up and running? Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Can't complain. Nice weather for golf. A little hot. Do you like it hot? <laughs> yeah, if you like it hot. Hot and spicy. I swear Ooh, I like it. My goodness. I don't want no hurricane like I was saying earlier. Yeah. Okay, at Cane Road, they were closed today. And uh, peculiarly enough, they're going to be closed tomorrow, July 4th. So... If you had planned on playing there, you might make other arrangements and go to uh, Sugar Oaks or Eagle Ridge or maybe trek down to Chafalaya or Bellevue. But their specials, veterans, Wednesday, active or retired veterans, $25 plus tax. Their senior rate, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is $35. And their twilight rate, $30 for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and $35 uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday after 3 o'clock. You can be a member for only $142 a month, 20% off of their soft goods, 10% off of their hard goods, and their golf shop is well stocked. The one I like the best on their perks is that you can book your tee time one week in advance since they've been real busy. That's a, a big help. They also charge a handicap system according to the MGA, rather the LGA. They waive your MGA dues uh, if you're a member there. And then uh, they're also licensed to uh, sell Raging Cajun logoed merchandise. And they have some uh, new merchandise in the shop, as I said. Tournaments out at Cane Row. The Delcom High School Tournament was played to raise funds for their uh, high school. Winning first place was their premier player, along with uh, Nick Trahon and Grant Myers. And we're talking about Brody LeBlanc. They shot 53. First net went to Justin Broussard, Ryan Seymour, and Scott Westbrook. And uh, they had their share of hole-in-ones as well. Asa, Asa Tibbs made a hole-in-one on hole number eight. Looks like it's hole-in-one season. Then the Live Like Liam tournament. Give you the results of that real quick. Joe Davis, Nick Davis, and Eli Artigo won in the first flight. First gross with a 54. Second flight, first gross. Keith Waldman, Danny Duyon, and Ole Leger with 63. Third flight with a 60. First gross, Isaac Thibodeau, David Thibodeau, and Gannon Thibodeau, the Thibodeau teams. And then in the afternoon, the four-man scramble was won by Brian Saunier. That's Saunier, the former UL football player, along with his son Abram. And then my son Theodore Sliman and my grandson Drew Sliman shot 49. Of course, that was a crazy event where you get red blast and a throw and all kind of stuff. Winning the net side was Jack Flom, Tanner Toe, Gannon Toze, and Connor Scott. 39 with the net. And the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association uh, had their latest events, the June activities. Their out-of-town tournament was played at the Islands in Plaquemine. And winning that was uh, Myron Rodriguez, second place, Mel Patin, 
third place, Glenn Bertrand, and then Woody Lemire. Then their home course, Muni Municipal Golf Course. The format for that tournament was individual points. First place, Jay Frederick, plus seven. Roland Delahousse, plus six. Greg Gautrey, plus five. And Steve Newman, plus four. Dang, Ted, you're popular, huh? That's my son, Ted. Oh. He's, he probably caught some fish because he's at the oh. camp fishing. <laughs> and so, uh, box score, I got to tell you some stories you about, about our trip. Are you going to the camp? No. Meet them? No. No. It's, uh, it's strictly Montgomery family. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. We, we weren't invited. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I did come off of a big trip, 10-day trip, with uh, my grandson, both my grandsons on the first leg of the trip, Grant and, and Drew, along with Theodore. And we went to Dothan, Alabama, where Drew played in the uh, Press Thornton Future Masters Tournament. It's a tournament I played in as a kid, and I couldn't remember when I walked into the pro shop or, or lobby area there, I couldn't remember the years I played. So they had the trophy there with all the winners, and I was looking around at it, and this lady comes up to me, and uh, she says, I know the lady my age, and she said, what are you looking for? And I told her, man, I played in this tournament. She says, come with me. She brought me back to the uh, media tent there, and uh, gave me a, a beautiful uh, program uh-huh. and, and had all the winners and, and all, all the past players that played in it, umpteen number of professional golfers that played there. And uh, so I walked back in the media tent, and look, look who's the tournament director, a guy named Kevin Klein. And that may not be a household name to you guys, but he played golf for USL back in the 90s along with David Church and some of, some of the other good players that, that played at, at USL. And I was just shocked to see him. He is the head pro at Dothan Country Club, but they're renovating that course, so they played at the Robert Trent Jones course there in Dothan. And uh, what, 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 a, what a nice deal. I mean, it, it's, it's such a well-run tournament. Uh, off air, I'll show you maybe one day the, uh, the players that went through there. Um, back when I played in it in 68 and 69, Eddie Pierce won it both of those years. He's the only – well, I say he's, the, he's not the only back-to-back winner – Stuart Sink won it back-to-back. I wow. can't remember the years. But, ah, oh, there's a plethora of uh, great players that passed through there. That's awesome. Drew, on his part, uh, played fairly well. He made the cut, but he had to do it uh, in a difficult way. Uh, it had a lot of rain pass through Dothan, and uh, because of that, they played lift clean in place in your own fairway. And Drew either didn't know the rule or didn't understand what fairway meant because, obviously, fairway is not in the uh, – definition of the rules it's through the green you know but uh when they say the closely mowed area that's what they mean the fairway so he he uh incurred a two-shot penalty for moving his ball on the first and second hole his daddy had to go out there and tell him look dude you know you can't move your ball in the rough he didn't know what what he was doing but the rain came and that that round was delayed so they had to finish the next day they had to play 25 holes but when he finished his opening round he shot 77 and uh, he went to the officials there and, and noted what he had done. And they complimented him for being so honest and gave him only a two-shot penalty. Normally, it would be a four-shot penalty for, uh, you know, breaking the rule on consecutive times. Oh, okay. So that was pretty good. And then the next day, he, uh, he birdied his last hole, making a 12-foot putt to make the cut. I think he shot 75 or 6 and made the cut on the number. And then he played poorly the final round. But just making the cut is an honor. And uh, he birdied the last three holes, the third round, and, and shot 75. So proud of him there. Nice. And then we went to Destin to meet up, and you're going to like this story, meet up with uh, Kenley, my nephew Kenley, who's been struggling with health issues over the past three years or so. He hadn't played golf in three years. But uh, me and Drew and Theodore played with his girlfriend, Jenny, at the Ravens in, in Destin. And, uh, of course, Kenley rode in the cart but wouldn't get out the cart. It was really hot and Finally, on the back nine, Theodore co- coaxed him, if that's a word. Coerced him. Coerced him is what I'm <laughs> trying to say. Coerced him. And say, Look, you play, just hit a ball on the par three and play the hole. And so uh, he's playing from Jenny's tees about 100 yards, you know, on this hole, this par three, and he hits it up there, and he's got about a 40-foot putt. And lo and behold, he makes the putt. We all go, we all go crazy. And he does what, like a walk-off homer. He just w- left his ball and club on the green and walked off with his hands in the air. So everybody was like amazed. And I mean, it's like divine intervention that he, he could do this, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, so we play along and we come to the 16th or 17th hole, whichever one is another par three. And we all agging him on. Come on, Kelly, you can't do that again. 
Sure enough, he gets up, hits, uh, he's, he's using Theodore's club, but he hits it on the green, this time about 35 feet away, and I was on the same line, so I hit my putt first and knocked it up there three or four feet. Yes, he did. He made the next putt, did another <laughs> walk-off. We all went nuts. That's, oh that was pretty impressive. I, I guarantee you, I, I could take the best PGA pros that couldn't make both of those putts, you know. But uh, it was good for Kenley. He lifted his spirits for sure, and uh, he's always a clown he's, he's ever been. And so then we, uh, we went on to Diamond Head, and uh, that was the Gulf States PGA Junior Tournament. And, uh, of course, since I'm a member of the Gulf States, I, I wanted to go to that tournament really bad. And I uh, did meet up with a lot of my friends, CEO and, and director of uh, our Gulf States was Robert Brown. I saw him for the first time in a long time, along with Jimmy Hedrick. He used to be a teaching professional. Well, he was the first professional at Eastover, and, of course, the Hurricane Katrina ended the uh, the tenure of that golf course as it flooded and, and never came back at all. But now he uh, he's teaching over at Diamond Head, and uh, he's got a pretty distinct distinction. He says he's, he's a volunteer golf coach in Mississippi at some high school in Mississippi and in Louisiana. That's pretty cool. And along with another friend of mine I hadn't seen in a long time, PGA professional Wayne Fuselay. And uh, another cool story, you might remember a guy named Tony Palmacher. Uh, Drew was finishing up his uh, morning round, his practice round. We teed off in the morning and finishing up. Uh, Theodore stayed in the clubhouse. He had to catch up on some work. So I'm riding in the cart with Drew along with some of his players. And uh, I'm getting out of the cart to help Drew get his bag. And this guy says in the cart right next to us, he says, yesterday my beard would have looked just like yours. And so I walked up to him and sure enough he had you know, white hair and a white beard, but it was cut real short, shorter than mine. And so I introduced myself. He says, you won't believe this. 25 years ago, I was a member at Sugar Oaks. My name's Tony Palmature. <laughs> and, and what, what a small world. And I gave him my card. He called his son the next day, and I saw him again the next day. He made a point to come out, and uh, he was really excited to see me. So, uh, Tony, nice seeing you as well. So he, re- he retired there? there? Yeah, he retired. It's a, it's a retirement community. Okay. I told Theodore, I feel like a youngster compared to a lot of <laughs> the people I was seeing around there. And so Drew played. He shot 77-76. Uh, he couldn't keep the ball in the fairway. He had four out-of-bounds over the course of 36 holes as well as one water ball. And uh, he finished tied for, for, for 22nd. So uh, his next event's going to be the 66th Annual Louisiana Junior Golf Tournament. Next week at uh, Beaver Creek in Zachary. And uh, that ought to do it for our local stuff. We'll let you do some talking for now as we uh, look to a special weekend that happened this past weekend. And, uh, wow, got a lot to talk about there. Stay tuned. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice cold Coca Cola and the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca Cola, taste the feeling. 
Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Bayou Sports, 715 weekday mornings on the all-new Kane 1075. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Well, that bumper music skipping to... I tried I tried Kenny Loggins and that didn't work. And so uh I, I thought I'd try uh the old theme song, but uh we get we got some new computers, Boxcar and oh, really? uh Yeah. Well and, and the programming as well. We had to send off like a, a slip drive or whatever you call those things. That we, I sent it off for Jeff uh-huh. to the guy in California and he reprogrammed all our commercials and everything and Jeff's been having a little trouble so he's okay. having to go through you know, doing this. Growing uh, pains, yeah, yeah, you know. All right, so this weekend, what a, what a glorious weekend for golf. Let's start out with the uh, Rocket Mortgage and old Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if you could script a better um, comeback story, you know, um, because he, he is a ambassador for Rocket Mortgage. So, you know, I'm sure they were very thrilled with his win. But um, I, I tell you the truth, Ted, I watched the first um, – the first few days, and then, of course, yesterday they teed off early because of <laughs> impending weather and went off in, in threes. And I had placed a little wager on one of my little uh, websites, very modest wager. Um, so I was kind of following it. Mm-hmm. Now, they were showing it on the Golf Channel, but it was it was like six holes behind, okay? Yeah. So I, I knew kind of what was happening. And when he didn't birdie the par 5 17th, I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again. You know, how, how many times is the guy going to be close on a Sunday? And I close out the deal. And so I cashed in my bet early. I didn't I didn't let it ride. Mm. Um, and you can do that, you know, in some of these yeah. apps. And uh, because he was he was one shot <laughs> behind. I'm like, well, there's no way he's going to birdie 18. And, you know, it, it, he's not going to get in the playoffs. So. When I saw that he made the playoff, I was I was just I wasn't disappointed at all because I was just so excited for him. But then, of course, you know I'm like, well, man, he's you know he's still got to win the playoff, you know, and and uh, <laughs> uh, just pretty incredible that you know after he, number one that he's he's been that you know it, golf is a game that will make or break you, you know you know that, and oh, and, and when yeah. you're that close that many times, and then Sunday comes around and you're kind of stuck in. And it's not like he's playing bad on Sundays. He's just not lighting it up like other guys. Are. And, and these are some courses that, you know, you got to go low on Sundays a lot of times. And, um, uh, you know, he, was, he had made three birdies in the first seven holes, and then he made pars on 10 through 17. And so, you know, other guys are lapping him and, and kind of coming up the leaderboard. Uh, so for him to, number one, stiff that shot on 18 to three feet three inches from, from the first cut a rough um but then to make the 12 foot birdie put on, on the first playoff hole which was um, the 18th as well yeah and, and by the way that, that there were only five birdies the whole day wow on, on that hole that's the most difficult hole on the course and uh i watched the end of it in in regulation play like you just said he hit it out of the rough to three three and a half feet and then in the in the playoff, he hit a, such a poor drive that he had yeah. a clear shot. Yeah. <laughs> and well, the other two guys, Morinkawa and had perfect uh, Adam, drives. Had yeah. perfect drives. So yeah, they said it the, was destiny. They said the uh, the area where uh, he hit this drive had kind of been uh, it was kind of one of these yeah, areas yeah. where a lot of people walked. Yeah. Know? So he had a had a great lie yeah. um, and an opening and an opening and and uh, no, I'm I'm telling you, man, he um, y- you know, and it's it's. It was just such a a great win for the game of golf because, look, I mean, it's still only his, what, sixth or seventh tour victory. It's mm-hmm. not like this is a, a major, you know. It's, no, no. It's a, it was a birdie fest, I mean. Um, but the guy is such a – he's so beloved, not only by golf fans, but by his fellow players. I mean, they exactly. were just so happy for him, you know, um, that he overcame this adversity. And, and you have to remember that just a year ago – 
uh, he was ranked 185th <laughs> in the world, you know, and that's how much. Um, and look, kudos to him for realizing uh, this isn't working. I, I need to go back to to be my old swing coach, you know. So he went back to uh, it's it's Butch or Claude Harmon. It was, I think it's Butch. Butch, yeah, yeah I think. And uh, and you can definitely see the change in his swing. It's it's, it's not as flat. Uh, definitely some changes in it. Uh, but you know the big change is that he he's uh, he's got the putter rolling now. And, Absolutely. And, and Ted, here here's the deal. <clears throat> I don't know if you remember. You remember you remember a few years ago when 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 UI and, and Victor won that that three man scramble. How did Sugar Oaks? Yeah. yeah. I was using that same putter. It's really? called the Odyssey Jailbird, and it, it came out 13 years ago. And I his Ricky Fowler started <laughs> using it because his caddy has has one, mm-hmm. and he liked the way it, it kind of looked, you know. And I, I never forget I, that was the best putting round I ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Period, bar none in that tournament. I was putting last after you guys <laughs> and it was like i could and it's to this day you know a couple of the guys that we played with keep saying i, I can't believe how many putts you made that day you know mm-hmm. of course i got rid of it right after yeah. which yeah. is now definitely a mistake because these things aren't made anymore they came out with a oh. kind of a, a different model but it's not the same thing so after the the last Two tournament winners both used this same model, uh, including um, the, the the U.S. Open winner. Um, Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark. He yeah. imitated his stroke. Right. right. And, Not, and the putter the and putter everything. And the, the grip. grip yeah, the whole the, the nine yards. Super stroke grip, everything. Right. So people started selling these on eBay, and they were getting five and $7,000 <laughs> for their putters. This is a this, score. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. When I looked, be celebrating the I night. I know. I know. When I looked at that, I said, oh, my God. You know, unbelievable. And, um uh, so, you know, anyway, that's I, my... I read a recent article that uh, he tweaked that putter a while back, though. According to his friend, Smiley Kaufman, he cut it like a, a half an inch, mm-hmm. put the same grip on and all, you know, but uh, but but uh, he, he cut it a, a little bit shorter. So, and then Wyndham Clark copying what he did, I mean, right. it's, it's just... It's amazing. And look, that dude, we hadn't had a chance to talk about the U.S. Open because we, you know, we missed yeah. that Monday, but... He played well in the in the and like you said he he didn't play poorly the right. the seventy five he shot in the final round but he just didn't get it done but twenty three birdies he had the record for most birdies in a U.S. Open at at the uh, Los Angeles Country Club so Ricky Fowler's playing some good golf it it was what it was four and a half years since he last won sixteen hundred and ten <laughs> I mean that and look like I said you know that it's hard to 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 you know. I mean, it's it's easy to cash those checks. Don't get me wrong, right? You know? But it's it's hard to 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 really have that desire to say, yeah, I, I'm not satisfied with that. I, I really want to, you know, work hard on my game. And and to to his credit, and uh, you know, there, Teddy, there's just not a there's just not a better guy on tour. I'm no, sorry, there's you know? not. No, I mean, you know, there's other guys we like. You know, other guys are good guys. But this is a guy that will stay until every fan gets his autograph. Exactly. Uh, he he so, so he loves the kids. You know, interacts with all of them. And then you know you see the you know how emotional it is for him with his his family now. You know, and how much it means to him. Exactly. And so, you know, uh, I hope along those lines. I want I want to tell you this story about. I was going to tell it after the U.S. Open. Of course, we didn't meet, but. Uh, this guy named Michael Brennan. He's a junior at Wake Forest right now. But ten years ago, he dressed up like Ricky Fowler when he was a little kid for Halloween, and Ricky Fowler got wind of it and uh, signed a, signed a kid a, 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 a you know a poster of him or a picture of him and saying, "In in ten years, I'll meet you in the U.S. Open." Oh, yeah. He missed it by two years. Yeah. He got to play a practice round with this guy, Michael Brennan. Uh, from Wake Forest, a junior who won the Atlantic Coast Conference Championship in April and then qualified for the U.S. Open. But, it, you know, isn't that pretty cool that he would stick, you know, predict that and then stick to his his, uh, his wanting to play with the guy? I mean, yeah. amazing. That's that's what you're talking about when you're talking about Ricky Fowler. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he is just a, um, you know, and, and again, I can just go for my, my personal uh, interactions with mm-hmm. him, and in, in, in when we were trying to put together some signed merchandise, you know, and I never forget when I uh, had that display with that orange puma hat, 
and um, something else um, <coughs> that we had with the auction that uh, at Kane Row for one of the tournaments. It was, that wasn't the Wounded Warrior. Well, it, was, it was something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it – well, did they have? They didn't have a wounded warrior at Cane Row. Not no. that we helped. Because I remember, I remember when we put it up there, and and you know, I it mean, it might have been for Live Like Liam. Maybe you did it for them. No, no, it was the Cecil. The first year of the Cecil. Oh, the Cecil. The first yeah. year of the Cecil. Yep, and um, yep, uh, that sure, sure was. But I had yeah, he did sign some stuff too. And you remember that's the time oh, you and yeah. I got to go in the locker room yeah. because I had left several, uh, you know, hats because you know tea time. Sometimes you don't get a chance to. To, to see the ki- the players after they finish, so they they let us go actually in the in the locker room and leave some stuff for a few of the the guys to sign hopefully, and um, and he you know he's the one that did it you know it was right there in his locker you know a signed uh, signed hat. You I know, remember so. when uh, God rest his soul, um, I'm, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Um, Sherville, what was Lawrence Sherville worked um, at? He he went with you know Possum and all those guys to the tournament one year. And he came back saying, "I can't believe how little that guy is." Oh, Talking about Ricky yeah. Fowler, you know, they, he, he is a little guy, you know, yeah, he is. and bombs it out there, you know. Yeah. Really. Now, the, actually, smaller than him is Justin Thomas. That's the one I. That's hard to believe. I couldn't get over how because Ricky Fowler is probably the same height as Justin Thomas, but he's a little bit thicker, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Justin Thomas is so skinny, and he's but. I'm gonna say generously five seven, five eight, maybe, but probably closer to five seven. And I bet you he don't weigh 140 pounds. Yeah. I mean, it's just a. Well, and he's know, playing some poor golf. He is right playing now. horrible. Yeah. I mean, you know, and yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be so weird this year for the Ryder Cup because it could be a very Canadian heavy <laughs> Ryder Cup, t- which you know, not no, not Canadian, not the Ryder Cup president's cup. No, can- yeah, president's, yeah, president's cup's Canada, cup, yeah. yeah. But Canada, look at the look at the number of winners they've had on tour this year yeah. from Canada, and and then you know Adam Hanwin obviously didn't win, no, but he was, but right, he was there. right there, yeah. you know, and it's like you just didn't, you know, used to have one or two good Canadians on on they got tour a bunch at on one now, time, yeah. but yeah, it seems to be a very um, speaking you know, of Adam Hanwin, his wife. I chewed him out for slow play, and uh, <laughs> during the tournament. And then the next day, he uh, tweaked whatever she said, and he shot a sixty-three. So that's what got him into the playoff that one round. Yeah, he's uh, he's been playing some good golf too. No, no, uh, really, as well. And and you know, it's kind of funny when <clears throat> it, it, when when you know so when you, you know, look okay they 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 they've won I think four times on tour this year uh, Canadians because they could have made it five or they've won five it could have made it six one or the other. But it's funny how when you have, and it, there's probably only 10 or 12 of them on tour, but it's funny how when your fellow countrymen start playing well, you kind of feel that, you know, that, that sense of urgency that, to match them, you yeah. know? Because a lot of these guys, I mean, the majority of them play junior golf together. Right. And it's like, well, heck, if Wyndham Clark can win, you know, or whoever, not Wyndham Clark's not the Canadian, but if, um, who was the other guy that won last McKenzie week? McKenzie Hughes? No, the previous week he was Canadian too. I think. Yeah, yeah, the Canadian Open was won by a Canadian yeah, for the first time. But, golly, man! I, I thought it was. Uh, golly, I'm, I'm drawing well, a blank anyway. too. But but you it know, wasn't it's, Adam Hadwin? No, no, but he was. Uh, he, I think he was in contention because he's the one that got tackled by the security guard. Right, right. When he was celebrating, <laughs> yeah. he was spraying him with champagne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they put a champagne bottle yeah. in his locker the next boy, week. Well, he got laid out too. God, <laughs> every time they show that thing. But uh, no, it was a good, good, you know, good tournament. Um, uh, and uh, like I said, you know, it, bottom line, these sponsors on the PGA Tour put out a lot of money over the course of, of, of years. And so when, you know, and of course, they all have their handful of ambassadors, you know, guys that they pay to endorse them. But nevertheless, you know, they they kind of obligated to show up and play in their tournaments. But rarely do they win those tournaments. So when you have a guy who's a rocket mortgage, um, you know, ambassador, and he actually wins the tournament, man, good, yeah, good for that. Special, huh? Yeah, good for that. Now it was an ugly trophy, though. They got to do something. <laughs> that trophy's, whew, it's bad. I, did, I didn't get to see the. Yeah, it's just a just an orange looking circle. Like it looks, <laughs> it's hideous. I mean, you know, they do some it. weird things with those trophies, you know, with that modern art and all that stuff. Oh, it's yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> it's Rick, why, 
Does Ricky uh, walk around with it? I didn't watch the whole tour. I just watched the very end, and I, Kenley was with me, so I wasn't paying much attention. Did he carry his water bottle with him? Mm-hmm. Yes? Yep, the whole time. <laughs> I, I, like, I, t- I think I told you this already, but uh, he said he, he carries it because it's, when it's filled with water, it's a little extra heavy, and he wants to save his caddy, Rick Romano, from right. uh, you know the, the heavy weight. But he also has stickers on it, and I like this one. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the side project. It's a bro- St. Louis, that's his favorite brewery. Well, he's also making a little money off, oh, of, off I'm it. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, what's funny about that is that, um, uh, you know, he's obviously very conscious of staying well hydrated. Well, mm-hmm. in the first round, he shoots five under. Now, he was seven under, and he bogeyed the last two holes. <laughs> I heard well, why. You heard why? Yeah, yeah go because ahead. he had to pee so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and there were no portalettes coming in. He had passed the last portalette before the end. It's like, dude, I mean, you're Ricky Fowler. You can, you can go in the woods somewhere, I would think. But, you know, again, there's a lot of people around there, I guess. I guess you can't just go behind a tree and no, pee. But, yeah, not. his bladder was so full, he said uh, he just couldn't. You know, he was laughing about it. Kudos to him. But boy, can you imagine if you had, if you hadn't won, and, and you go back and say, "Man, blame it on the bottle." Just, if I had just taken a leak on number fourteen, I'd have been I'd have been okay. You know, but uh, but you know, hopefully the the the, the tournament, you know. People will keep that in mind and maybe put a portal, <laughs> you know, on the 17th hole. An orange one, special for him. Yeah, yeah, right. The Rocky Mortgage portal. So next week uh, is the John, well, this week, the John Deere Classic, which uh, traditionally precedes oh, the, the Open Championship, right? I know. Yeah, I used to miss the days when they'd have the plane waiting there. They don't have that. I was going to ask no, you. They don't have they don't that do anymore. anymore. You know, and the, the winner would automatically get in. I think all that's done now. I don't think even the winner gets to go to the Open oh, anymore. That's a shame because that was that was one of the cool yeah, things was, about the tournament, you know? Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure, unless it was during the COVID stuff that, that happened, but um, I'm pretty sure they, that they stopped that for yeah. some I don't know why. I don't like, I don't like the new tour year it, it we should well it's over with this is well the last i know year, that's right? what i'm saying well yeah but i mean I, next I just, year is going to be it's july it's, it's the first of july and we've already played three majors yeah and got one more to go got one more to go and then we're and done. then yeah and then we're you done know, of course uh, they're playing at uh raw liverpool in Harlake, lake uh england this year with the, where the beatles liverpool where the beatles got their uh their start and were born and raised and then after that they have the FedEx Cup, and then then this year is the Erotic Cup, Erotic Cup which yeah. is going to be played for the first time in Rome, Italy, at uh, San Marcos, I think it's called, golf course. So that ought to be interesting. And do you think Ricky Fowler has punched his ticket for the Erotic Cup? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think so. A thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah guys like so. Justin Thomas and some of those guys on the bubble. That, well, even Colin Moore Cowell yeah. was on the on the bubble Maybe until this tournament, tell you he what, played he, well. He's hitting it well, though. He, yeah. he was, but he he wasn't yeah. coming up, oh, leading up into yeah. this, yeah, because they featured him and Justin Thomas as uh, those guys that are in a slump, if you can call it a slump. But but you know why you want to um, have a guy like Ricky Fowler on your team uh, is because he's a guy that could pair with anybody, you know. <laughs> yeah. be, because there's very few people like that. Look, you know that you they're probably right. It's kind of a you know, you got personalities involved. You know, we saw that the classic example. I still go back to my God, the dream pairing: Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. Biggest disaster ever. Oh House, God, yeah. Besides Hal <laughs> Sutton's hat, cowboy hat that he wore, you know that was yeah. that was bigger. To, but yeah, but this guy can play with anybody, you know, and and get he has no ego. You he know has no I mean? ego. He, he's yeah. so humble and and uh, he loves what he's doing. I, I like what he said in the uh, you know the uh, post interview with uh, Amanda. He said, at the end of the day, golf's not the most important thing. And he's holding right, his little right, daughter right. in his hand. He says, and he looks at her like, this is the most important thing, you know, at the end of the day. So you got to love a guy like that. I don't care who you are, what you are, which sport you play. You you got to pull for Ricky Fowler. No, I mean, he, he's just a salt-of-the-earth guy. I mean, you, you just that, that's a guy that you'd want to – play a Saturday game with at your local club and have a beer after and, and Boy, uh, you're not kidding. You know, just not that he likes beer. I like him too even more. <laughs> <laughs> just just a really 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 good guy, you know. All right, but, well but let's Ted, move he, on. Well huh? speaking of the John Deere though, I just want to talk talk about this because it's something you don't really see very often. But uh they had the uh, Monday qualifying today for <laughs> for the John Deere Classic 
And this 18-year-old uh, kid from South Africa, his name is, I'll butcher this, but Aldrich uh, Polgeiter, um, and he's known for being really long off the tee. Now, again, he's 18 years old. He made a hole-in-one on the 345-yard par-4 wow. 17th hole. And uh, he took a driver on the dogleg right <coughs> and flushed it, and he holed it. Um, that made him six under through eight holes, um, and he played his last 10 in even par, so he was six under Five-way tie for fourth place through the morning wave with the qualifier. So I don't know whether yeah, – I don't have the results in the afternoon wave, whether or not he um, he got in the qualifying or not. But nevertheless, you know, that's a really rare, um, you know, feat. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for sure. You know, and, and uh, he's uh, quickly rising uh, in the golf world. He won last year's the Amateur Championship at age 17, becoming the second youngest player since 1885 to win that event he made the cut at last month's u.s open and he averaged um more than 190 miles an hour ball speed and oh. you know uh, and then he played in the corn ferry tours um tournament the following week and he tied for 35th i mean you know that's that's a that's heady stuff for an 18 year old kid absolutely you know? and uh it's just i just can't get over how far that they're hitting it these days and i just yep. i just you know it's and there's a lot of them doing it too, you know. It's, and even some of the older guys have picked up, you know, uh, seemingly kind of the fountain of youth, you know. Well, what I can't believe is the fountain of youth, the ageless Bernhard oh, Longer from no. Germany. He's not you 65 know, years old. He's not number one. He's not human. He's a cyborg. Um, he's from Germany now. They have to do some DNA testing on him because you know there's and and. Even if he is human, which I'm again, I'm not sure because he looks like the same like he was when he was 30, but he's definitely lied about his birth certificate. <laughs> so he's a forged birth certificate. He he might be 45. He's ageless, <laughs> no question. It's incredible. So he wins the U.S. Senior Open to break Hale Irwin's record of 45 wins on the Champions Tour. Uh, Hale, and by the way, Hale Irwin was 61 when he did that. Longer 65. He's only two months shy of being 66. And uh, the, la- the the oldest person to win on the Champions Tour was Scott Hoke at 63. And this guy's won multiple times each year for 11 straight seasons. Yeah. Multiple times for 11 straight seasons. No, uh, and like you said, he looks the same now as he did when he first came out on the tour. Yeah, and, and it's, it's so odd, you know, because the, the Senior Tour or Champions Tour – um, you know, that's that's a guy. It, it, it's just some guys you thought would have gone out there. I, I, I really thought Vijay Singh, oh, my God, he's going to kill him on this on the Champions Tour. He's done zero. I don't yeah. think he's ever won a, a, a tournament on the Seniors Tour, you know. I know. It, it's um, So I don't know if it's just the desire. You know, maybe he didn't. I don't know. But he, he still wants to compete. You know, he still has that drive and that desire. And, and, uh, and, and it seems like the tougher the challenge, the tougher the golf course, the better – the better he plays, you know, and, and um, I mean, he, he doesn't hit it a, a ton. Oh, no. But, but he's definitely a game manager, man. He he, um, he, he, out- he was hitting hybrids into some of those yeah. four fours where yeah. the other guys were hitting short irons, you know. Right, but just- he's also hitting his hybrids as good as their <laughs> short irons. You know? Someone said that he, he, uh, he had a three-wood off of one tee so they would have a hybrid in. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just you know, to- that's a, like our buddy Sid, man. He's yeah. deadly with those hybrids, yeah. you know. And, and so, um, so uh, he's won 12 senior majors, and he's got two <laughs> masters t- wow. champions uh, in 85, I believe, and uh, 90-something. So, so I mean, he might he's, catch Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, no. Just, I'm, I'm joking. But, no, you know, but seriously, he's got, I mean, he's got to be the, considered the best senior player of all, Ever. all time. Oh, no question. Sure, I believe know? that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's broke all the records. So. I know Hale won him in a shorter period of time, but. I mean, he didn't. Which is, come. it's not a big feat. No, you know? it's not. <laughs> it's a bigger feat doing it over a longer period. Well, of time. I can tell you, and I can tell you what the, the competition Hale Irwin was playing <laughs> against was a lot less than right. right now because, I mean, he was beating guys like Alan. Uh, what's the guy with the hockey swing? You know, Alan the, Doyle. Yeah, yeah, Doyle. Yeah, those guys. You know, it wasn't a lot of big names on the senior no. tour back then. Um, but, and when they asked uh, uh, Longer uh, how long he thought he would be around, and you know if he was going to play anymore. He says, I think I got uh, a long longevity in my DNA. My mama's going to be 100 years old on oh, August the Lord. 4th. <laughs> my gosh. So he, yeah, I think he's. He's uh, got good genes. 
Yeah, and then, you know, of course, if, if Turbo was here to tell us, you know, that he's married to a girl from Louisiana. New Orleans, now, yeah. <laughs> now, you know, surprisingly enough, she hasn't killed him with Cajun cooking yet, you know, because <laughs> normally he should, his cholesterol should be sky high. Oh, and, no, he's and he, got no fat on He him. should look like John Daly, but, but <laughs> apparently she must uh, be from the east side of New Orleans or the west, maybe the West Bank. I don't she's know. From the, she's the Irish. Yeah, she's the Irish. She's what do they call that? The Irish Bank. The Irish Channel. The Irish Channel. Yeah, that's she, it. She's definitely not from the heart of New Orleans. <laughs> and, you know, he, he did this in, in Wisconsin playing against Jerry yeah, Kelly yeah. and Steve, Steve Stricker, Stricker yeah. <laughs> two whom state favorites, man. You Talk know, about, they man. love and worship those guys. But oh, they're he went head to head them and beat them. So yeah. that, it's an amazing story. And I, I love good news stories, especially when it comes to golf. Yeah, no, he, he's a, you know, and he, again, you know, good, good guy, you know, um, um, Worthy champion for sure. Absolutely. So. We got about three more minutes. You got got anything else you are uh, looking at there on your? Uh, well, I can try to find iPhone. something real quick. This is not my new iPhone. This thing's <laughs> ancient. Um, well, I got this. Zach Williams got disqualified in the Corn Ferry uh, Tour. I did see that using a range finder. When are they going to allow people to use range finders? Yeah, can't the caddies use them? Uh, well, I'm not sure, but you know they they let them use it. The in range finders. Well, I think in the U.S. Open this year they allowed it. Yeah, uh, that's the like most the ridiculous rule. They disqualify the dude. Man, yeah, just penalize him. Don't disqualify him. Yeah. You know, he's coming right out of college. He doesn't know any better. I mean, just like Drew in his two-shot penalty, you know, he didn't know any better. In fact, if he'd have pushed it, there's no rule for fairway in the rules of golf. But anyway, they should allow that. That's no, uh, I, well, rules. yeah, and it's stupid. They, they allow it in practice rounds. They allow it in pro-ams. They allow it, yeah, you know, and all that. And then you get to the, the regular tournament. And like you said, that's just a, that should just be a warning thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't give him any advantage over anybody else. You just like, look, in all honesty, the stupid 15th club rule, too, when these guys kind of practice with a club and they happen to forget it. And, and that, that happened, too, in this, this – uh, past week in one of the tournaments um, where the guy realized and he called it on himself, you know, after the after he realized, look, you know, I've got this, I was trying out another driver on the range and here here we go, you know, 15, mm-hmm. 15 clubs and, and um, you know, it, there should just be some common sense sometimes where, look, it's a warning, Don't if you do it again, then you're disqualified, you know, but to just disqualify yeah. him after something like that. Especially two holes in the tournament. I mean, you know, I could see on the two holes left in the tournament, and he says, "Oh, I've been using it." But and how did nobody notice that? And since you know, the first time he pulls maybe it maybe they did and called a, a well, rules official. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I it, mean, it, it's ridiculous. It's a silly rule, and, and I, I agree with you. Fifteen club rule is, is kind of ridiculous too, as far as the severity of the penalty. So, right. you know, I mean, two shot penalty so would I'm have saying, been. You remember with poor Ian Woosner when he found that. a broken club or something? <laughs> you know? Well, he broke the club, I think. Oh, when he, he broke it out when he found yeah. it. Yeah, he was so mad at his caddy. Ooh, they want to be that caddy. No, <laughs> that it, little man was some that, kind of upset. He was fiery, boy. He was fiery. All right, but well, that's look, about it, bud. Yeah, have a happy Fourth of July. It's, you too, uh, man. Maybe we can get out there and play some golf this week, or if it cools off a little bit or whatever. Yeah, we'll see. All right, <laughs> we'll be on that one. Thanks for tuning in. Hope and pray you have a good Fourth of July tomorrow, and uh, may God continue to bless you and your families. Stay tuned.